My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. And today is a big week for Quiet Mind Yoga. But today's practice is a Hatha Yoga class to relieve tension in the shoulders, hips, and legs. And this is actually one of my favorite classes that I've taught. So when I make these class recordings, I take little notes, and sometimes the class just really stands out as significant or special to me in some way. It's like this is a, you know, this is a favorite. And uh, I think they're all excellent. I'm really happy with all of my classes. Otherwise, I wouldn't share them with you. But sometimes they just stand out as a little bit more special. And that's what I'm sharing today and in this little series, this mini-series. So I had the gentle class before this, one of my favorite gentle classes. And I have a vinyasa class coming after this. And this is all leading up to the Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher Training, which starts next week, one week from today. Check it out at quietmind.yoga.yt. And... This weekend, I'll be hosting a live Zoom workshop completely free called Ayurveda for the spring season. And I'll be sharing some yogic tools to transition into the new season because all diseases begin in the transition of the seasons according to Ayurveda and life experience and my own experience with this stuff. So I'll be sharing some of the ways that we can move with the seasonal changes and there happens to be some major astrological changes happening right now as well, which I share over on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast. You can listen to it, the links in the notes in this episode. And in the Yoga Teacher Training podcast, I walk through the whole Quiet Mind Yoga Teacher Training. So if you're curious about it, not sure if it's right for you, I go all the way behind the scenes, share all of my insights over my 17 years in wellness and what goes into why I created the teacher training and what you can expect from it over there at the Yoga Teacher Training Podcast, also linked in the show notes. But all that to say, if you want to work with me a little bit, I want this to be free for everybody. So that right now, public health, immune system health is number one priority in everybody's mind right now with what's happened in the last year. So I'm going to share some time-tested, thousands of years old practices from Ayurveda that we all can do with our diet, exercise, sleep, yoga, meditation, basic, fundamental health-giving practices based on things that have stood the test of time for thousands of years. So you can check that out in the link in the notes to this episode or at quietmind.yoga slash spring workshop. All right, so I'm kind of breaking the rules here and giving you a lot of information, a lot of things to check out, and you just want to do your yoga practice, so I get it. We'll get into that, and today we're going to start pretty strong and right away into our practice, so start. we'll start by sitting, and if you happen to have any props around, you'll want a blanket and two blocks, uh, and by strong, I mean we're just starting right into it, so just you be ready to be sitting once we start the practice in just a moment. But again, if you want to check out this workshop, I highly recommend it. I'm really excited for it. I love doing these seasonal workshops. I used to do them in person, of course, before the pandemic. So I'm excited. To, this is actually be the first one I'm doing online of those seasonal workshops. And I think they're incredibly helpful and necessary to work with the seasonal changes because the doshas of the season accumulate. And the dosha of the winter that we're coming out of has accumulated in our bodies and it needs to expel in some way. And sometimes it does that through diseases and sickness and imbalance. But there are other ways to work with it. And I'll talk about like real spring cleanses and not any sort of gimmicks or fads, but things that have stood the test of time and things that I've practiced. 
and ways to integrate Ayurveda into your life. So it's going to be super fun. Quietmind.yoga slash spring workshop, or just click the link in the show notes. Do that before you do your practice today. It just takes a second to sign up and register, and I'll send you the info where you can join us live on Zoom Saturday, 1 p.m. Central to 2 p.m. Central. It's going to be quick and in-depth, and come ready to do a little practice and some writing as well. All right, so thank you for listening. I'm grateful you're here. I hope you enjoy your practice today. And if you have any feedback, I always love to hear from you. Email me, jeremy at quietmind.yoga if you have any questions or feedback. And I hope you enjoy today's practice. And we'll start sitting here. So basically, we're just going to contract and release these upper back muscles, the rhomboids and the traps, uh, and kind of work our ways progressively deeper into them. So the first thing is you'll just round your back like cat pose, chin towards the chest, shoulder blades apart. That's the scapula protracting. And then go the other way, the scapula retract. So you lift the heart, shoulder blades move together on your back, and you feel these muscles in the upper back contract. Then we'll go back again, rounding the spine to sort of like a cat pose and the scapula protract. And then lift your heart, scapula retract. Now you can move with your breath as you exhale around the back. As you inhale, lift the heart. Focusing on the shoulder blades moving together and apart here. Now you can just go forward and back or you can add little side to side to this. It's kind of feeling out this area and building the mind-muscle connection where you can feel these muscles contract and you can feel them stretch so that they don't have to hold tension. Accumulating tension is unavoidable. <laughs> You'll wake up with tension some days and some days you won't. Uh, but just having that, you know, some days you do repetitive things, you build tension. That's all unavoidable. What, what is avoidable is holding on to that tension. So that's what we want to work on today is just finding those areas that are tense and kind of smoothing out those tensions over time. Coming back to center now, have your uh, right hand reach out to the right into a side bend. Your left arm reaches out long. Now, remember that feeling of the scapula protraction when it kind of opens up. So have your chest turned towards the ground and your left arm reaches out of the body, trying to get that left shoulder blade off the back into protraction. Your right shoulder blade can actually retract a little bit and that might even help you get into this area. So your right shoulder blade goes a little back, your left shoulder blade coming off the back, reaching away from the body. And now reach that hand all the way to the floor to touch the ground. And just walk over to the other side. Walk your hands over to the side bend with your left arm out. And right arm reaching. So first you're in that side bend, but then you turn your right chest towards the ground. And reach out through the right fingertips. Your left shoulder blade can retract a little bit as you reach away from the right uh, the right side of the body with the right arm. And then walk your hand all the way to the floor and walk all the way back to center. And then any amount, reach both arms forward here, folding over the legs. And then bring your hands a little wider apart onto tented fingers and move a little bit left to right in the shoulders. 
So it's a slightly different angle, bringing one shoulder towards the ground, the other shoulder towards the ground. Fluid movement side to side here for the upper back. And if one spot feels really good, you can hold there. And just walk your hands back in and we'll uncross the legs, cross them the other way. Just do that same thing. So again, we'll fold at the waist, arms forward, slightly different stretch on the outer hips. And again, you can, you can just say fold, folding forward if you want, or do that little side to side kind of movement in the shoulders if that felt good. And we'll come back up to sitting. And we'll do something I just realized the other day that I never teach it because I can't really do it myself. But it is good to do, and I know a lot of people can do it. So basically, uh, we're going to have the right arm wrap around the back with the palm facing away, starting to move that hand up the back any amount, which might be, for me, is usually a little bit lower there. And then your left arm reaches up, palm facing forward. Or actually, then you turn the palm towards the, uh, behind you and then reach down the back. Maybe those hands move towards each other. <laughs> and then, so even more important than trying to get the hands together is it'd be better actually you can lower your hands a little bit further apart and lift your heart. And that's going to start to stretch the areas uh, that we're working on here before reaching the hands together. So if you can keep that lift in your heart and then crawl your hands together, much safer alignment for the shoulders. All right, so be careful with your right arm. It's internally rotated here. And this is part of the reason I don't usually teach it because that internal rotation is usually not the best. So if it's uncomfortable, just do less. But if you're okay there, you can, you can go all the way to the hands. And then slowly release, relax down, relax the shoulders. And then we'll go to the other side. So left hand reaches out, turn the palm behind you. And then start to move that back of the hand to your back. Crawl the hand up the back. Right arm reaches up to reach towards the hand. So any amount in that direction. And again, avoid the rounding in the back here. So you want the shoulder blades retracting, the scapula retracting. And that's going to stretch more than uh, if we were to round the back. And then slowly release, gently there, coming out. And then we'll come back to hands and knees. And here we'll bring the hands a little wider apart off your mat to move into the shoulders here, side to side. And again, you can add little movements in the hips and the spine, the neck. And then come back to center to hands under shoulders. And here, uh, move the shoulder blades through that protraction and retraction here on hands and knees, contracting shoulders, upper back, and then rounding shoulder blades apart. Kind of like cat-cow, but you're just focusing on the upper back. Forward and back a few times. Now do that with your right leg extending back. So like your right leg is like it's doing plank pose. 
Again, shoulder blades moving together and apart a few times. So your right foot is on the floor, not lifting the right leg, yeah. All right, so your elbows stay pretty straight, just the upper back. And now, <laughs> left leg reaches back too, so both legs are straight. If this is too much, you can bend your right knee, but from a plank position, shoulder blades moving together and apart. So we're adding load onto the back here, and this is how we build strength. We're adding a little resistance here. So the chest has to strengthen and the upper back has to strengthen here. All right, and then we'll come back to hands and knees also, everybody. And then let your uh, hands move towards your knees for rabbit pose. Head towards the knees, and maybe with your toes tucked, you can grab the bottom of your heels with your hands and lift the hips up, rounding the back and opening that space between the shoulder blades here. And slowly release and come back to hands and knees. Bring your arms forward and let the forehead sink down. Now your shoulder blades a little bit will come together in retraction and the head can come down, forehead to the floor, or if you're more open in the neck, your chin could come down here. Hips stay over the knees, unlike child's pose. So yeah, it's more of a spinal extension and back bend. Remember my first couple years of practice, I would have tight shoulders. I came into yoga with tight shoulders and uh, it just seemed like even after my teacher trainings, I didn't really know any stretches directly for the upper back and shoulders. Um, so I've had to figure these things out and, and find these little variations of things to get in there. But yeah, there's plenty of stuff we can do and it's just good to know. So when it arises, we can do these things uh, so it doesn't stay there. If your chin is down, come back to your forehead and have your left arm thread underneath, left shoulder down. Your right arm could stay extended or you could bend the elbow to press into the hand or any variation of this. <laughs> I like the sound effects, it's, it's validating for me. And then your right leg could extend back to press into the foot or you know any version of this that feels like you're opening under the left shoulder blade. You can always be more active or more passive with this and direct your breath into that space under the left shoulder blade. And then we'll slowly come back to center to the other side. Right arm reaches through. Again, any variation on this side. Breathe under the right shoulder as you emphasize the back of the lungs expanding on the inhales.
slowly back to center to downward facing dog. All right, and the last thing we'll do for the shoulders right, right now is uh, from down dog, bring your feet a little bit wider apart so your heels move a little closer towards the ground. And then walk your hands a step or two in so your heels really come close to the ground. And then take your left hand to your right thigh, shin, or maybe even to the ankle. Turn your ribs towards the ceiling under your right arm. Slightly bend the left elbow to pull and uh, breathe into your left shoulder blade here. So the right arm is strengthening while the left arm is stretching on the back and the shoulders. So we're training our bodies are to able to uh, basically contract and release as needed. So the right side can be contracted, left side stretching. We'll switch arms. Now the right side is stretching while the left side is active and contracting. And then slowly release back to plank pose. And down to hands and knees and you can have your blanket under your knees here for some padding. We'll stay on hands and knees for a moment. And we'll shift our focus into our hips. So we'll have the right foot step forward, right knees over the ankle. And we'll start to move forward in the hips, shifting hips forward and down, lifting the heart, extending the spine like a cow pose. And then round the back, start to straighten the right leg and you can either point or flex the right ankle. Sort of like a cat pose, rounding your back. So we're still using that uh, protraction and retraction in the shoulder blades, but now we're really just focusing on the legs, so the right hamstring here. And then hips forward into the lunge, the front of the left leg, stretching. And we'll move between those postures. You can breathe. Uh, as you exhale, you round the back. As you inhale, you come forward to the lunge. If one spot feels really good, though, you can just stay there. So otherwise, breathing and moving forward and back here. Next time you come forward, we'll stay there in the lunge. Spine lengthening, hips sinking forward and down. Now, if you want a little bit more, we'll have the left hand off the floor, or off the mat onto the floor. Right arm opens up towards the ceiling and then bend the back knee, heel towards the tail. Maybe you reach back with the hand to grab the foot. <laughs> But if you don't quite reach, you could still do the same thing, moving your heel towards the tail. Long spine like uh, cow pose, like locust, all of his back bends here. 
the shoulder blades retracting to help lift the heart and lift a, open the whole front line of the body and then slowly release all that and we'll come back to the half splits so shift your hips back straighten the right leg and here you could have your hands on blocks or hands on the floor the hands on blocks uh, just give you a little more emphasis on the hamstrings but if you're already able to easily touch your hands to the floor you might not want the blocks and again, your toes can be pointed or flexed either way. And if you want to go into the full splits, you can. slowly start to come back up to hands and knees and we'll switch to the other side so do that movement first of moving forward into the lunge with the left foot forward and then back into the half splits and you can just take your time moving forward and back as it feels good or you can move with your breath you can inhale forward exhale back moving with the movement of the diaphragm The next time you come forward to the lunge, we'll stay there. Hips sinking forward and down, spine extending, shoulder blades retracting, heart lifting. Stay just like that, or right hand onto the wood floor, left arm opens up. You can bend the back knee. This side might feel different, just do what feels right here. shoulder blades retracting here so the front of the heart can open the chest and shoulders can open the front of the body can open to the belly the hips the ribs the whole front line of the body is opening here and then slowly release the hands down back to that half splits straighten left leg again either point the toes or flex the ankle back Hands can be on the blocks or the floor. The relaxed breathing, always the most important part of these deeper stretches. It tells your nervous system you're safe, you can relax. You can allow tension to release. And then we'll slowly start to come back up. Eventually back to the hands and knees. Back to downward facing dog.
Lift the right leg back to open the hip. And bring the knee all the way in towards the nose, holding there for a moment. And then step forward to a lunge. So you can move your blanket for this, if your blanket's still there. And again, you can use the blocks for this. We're gonna move in that same kind of motion from a high lunge to a pyramid pose. So you start to straighten the front leg, fold over the front leg, and deepen the front knee, hip sinking down. So you might need to be moving your left foot when you do this to get in and out of the postures. So with pyramid pose, your left foot might come in a little bit, and with the lunge, your left foot might go back a little bit to extend the spine more. And again, you can link this with your breath as you exhale, pyramid pose, rounding the back as you inhale, the high lunge, extending the spine. So you're bending and straightening the front leg from this lunging position to this uh, hamstring stretch. Next time you come to the lunge, we'll stay there. And this one, uh, the right knee over the ankle, spine long. You could stay just like that, or you start to float your hands off the floor or blocks like a locust, reach your arms back. Or arms could reach up overhead into the high lunge. And the shoulder blades slightly retracted here. And for those of you with the shoulder stuff going on today, you could always just bend your elbows and focus on the shoulder blades retracting. So you could go a little bit more back here, move towards my hand, yep. Let the upper traps relax by contracting the lower traps. Nice. Lower your hands down to the blocks or the floor for pyramid pose, so both legs straight now. And you probably want to step your left foot in a step or two so you can get both legs straight, both feet on the floor. Good. Straighten your right leg a little more. And then from a length in your spine, a slight lift in the heart. Just gently, slowly start to hinge at the waist, keeping that length as far as you can. So you're focusing on the back line of the right leg from the heel all the way to the glutes where the hamstrings originate there. Come up a little bit more. Move your shoulder blades towards my hand here. Mm -hmm. Long spine, folding from the waist, any amount. All right, and this one, uh, you wanna start with as long of a spine as you can, and then eventually you keep folding in and folding in, and your, your back can round like the shoulders uh, re uh, protracting but starting with as much length as you can. You can let your back round out here, elbows bend. Just let gravity sort of pull you down. 
And then we'll step up to the front of the mat to forward fold. Just noticing left and right. Right leg probably feels a little longer. And step your right foot straight back into the lunging position. Again, the high lunge. And we'll do this movement of moving from the lunge to the straightening of the left leg. Right, so you can have your hands on floor, or hands on blocks, bending and straightening the left knee, hips shifting forward and back. You can go really slow with this. You can go with the breath. Moving the spine with this as well. So you're just moving the whole body together and feeling how it all connects to the back line of the body, to the front line of the body. And then back into the lunge, and we'll hold here. So you can stay with the hands on floor or blocks, or arms reach back like locusts, or arms float up into a high lunge. And again, arms could also bend shoulder blades down the back to relax the upper traps. You could probably scoot your feet a little closer. Yeah, so you have a little more stability there. So these are contracting. This is relaxing. And then we'll lower the hands down into the pyramid pose on this side. Straighten front leg. You might step your right foot in a little bit so you can get both feet on the floor, both legs straight and find pelvic neutral so that one hip isn't up too much higher than the other. Uh, and you could do that by shifting your weight forward and back between the legs. Good, starting with as much length as you can through the spine. Awesome, and then keep that length, the hinge at the waist, and when you can't go any further from that hinge, it's okay if the back rounds. And we'll start to step up to the front of the mat again to the forward fold. And maybe the left leg feels a little longer now. Right, so we focus on releasing tension to the front and back of the legs. Now the insides and outsides of the legs. So here in the standing forward fold, have your blocks under the shoulders the highest height and bend your left knee shift your weight into your right hip right heel to stretch the outer right hip so glute IT band uh, somewhere in the area you'll probably feel this outer right hip and if you want a little bit more you can have your left hand stay down right hand comes to your low back to rotate the ribs to the right and then right arm could extend towards the ceiling. 
If you're more open here, you can lower the block or have the hand on the floor. If you can keep all of that in alignment like it just was without uh, rounding the back. And slowly release. Other side, same thing. Bend the right knee. Left leg stays straight. And you stay right there or right hand stays down as you bring left hand to low back. Open left ribs, and then left arm could extend. Feeling for the stretch in the outer left leg. And then we'll lower back down. And then just heel toe your feet out wider apart into a wide-legged forward fold. And your hands can stay on the blocks or the floor. But we're going to have the legs a little bit wider than usual. So we want to feel the inner hip stretching here more than the hamstrings. So the wider you go, the more the inner hip stretch. Uh, but you want to make sure you still have a sense of stability. Like you're not just going to fall uh, if you go too wide. So spreading the legs apart and staying rooted through the feet. Lift and spread your toes so you feel a sense of stability and and. Center there still. Your hands can be on the floor or blocks. Basically, if you can keep the spine long and hands touch the floor, that's that's where we want to like, like why the blocks are helpful, so we can keep the spine long. But if your back starts to round, uh, you can stay with the blocks. But once you feel that stretch in your inner hips, it's okay if your back starts to round if you want to hang out and make this a little more passive and let the head move towards the ground. Just make sure that you don't feel like you're, um, you know, going to slip in your legs at all. So you feel like there's a sense of control there with how much you're stretching. And then to emphasize that stretch a little bit more, you can stay legs just like they are. Uh, left hand stays on the floor or a block. Right hand to your low back, turning the ribs to the right. And then you can, you can extend, extend the right arm towards the ceiling, emphasizing more stretch on the inner left leg. Slowly release back to center to the other side. Good. Move towards my hand a little bit here, like we're just shoulder. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Lengthen the spine and then slowly release back down. Back to heel toe, your feet back together. And we'll, uh, we're going to balance a little bit here. So we're going to do like a standing pigeon to get deeper into the outer legs. So just to set our balance first, let's come into a chair pose. Bend at the knees, hips sink down. Feet hips width apart for this one. And then the hands can be at the heart or arms overhead. And from this chair position, you can shift your weight just a little bit towards the front of your feet. 
a little bit towards the back of your feet, a little bit to the right, and a little bit to the left. So you feel the middle in between all those directions, find the center and a stability here. And then come up to stand, relax the arms. Just kind of loosen up for a moment. And then again, back to the chair pose, hands at the heart. Cross your right ankle over the left thigh. And the left knee, just like chair pose again, hips sinking back and down. Your hands can stay at the heart or come to the blocks or to the floor. And with this one, your back can round as much as you want here because we're uh, focusing on that stretch in the outer right hip. And if you can, the ankle more over the thigh, less, less like eagle pose, yeah. Let your hips continue to sink back and down and the hands to move towards the floor. And you can always, you can always do that other thing we did before if you want instead, or you just bend the left knee. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And we'll slowly transition to the other side. Same thing. So now the left ankle over right thigh. Hips sinking back and down, hands to the blocks or the floor. And this is a challenging posture with the balance element, so you can you can always do that uh, that glute IT band stretch we did before. Just going a little deeper into the outer hip. Slowly release. And then back to the chair pose. This time bring your feet closer together, maybe to touch, hands at the heart. And rise up to stand. Reach the arms, catch your left wrist into a side bend to your right. And this one again, you could rotate your ribs towards the ground or towards the ceiling if you want a different angle on this stretch. So we're going to go into some twists in a moment, so getting some space and length through the side of the body, and then back to center to the other side. Same thing. And back to center. And then back to the chair pose, hands at the heart, and use the length of your left ribs to bring your left elbow outside the right knee. And it's okay if your left knee comes a little bit forward, your left hip comes a little forward, uh, if that feels natural for you. If that causes any discomfort though, keep your knees in line. And then slowly untwist back to center and to the other side. Keeping as much length in your spine as you can, and then rotating from that length. And then back to center. 
And then to forward fold, hands on the blocks at the highest height. And step your left foot back like pyramid pose. And long spine here. Keep your left hand on the block or the floor as you open the right hand, or right hand to low back, opening the right ribs, and then right arm towards the ceiling. If you're a little more open here, you can, have, you can move that hand to the right block so it's outside of your leg, which brings you into a deeper stretch on your outer right leg. But one of the more important things here is the extension of the spine. So trying to avoid the rounding of the back here as best you can. Lower the hands, step forward, and step the right foot back. So it's like a revolved triangle variation here. It's a little bit closer in with the feet and the, all 10 toes are pointing more towards the front of your mat. Uh, your right foot can be a little turned out. Left hand on low back, open the ribs to the left, and then left arm extends. So the right hand can stay inside of the foot or right hand can move outside of the foot. And it can be on the block or a lower block or maybe to the floor. keeping as much extension and length in your spine as you can. And then release. Back to standing forward fold. And then if you want to go a little deeper, bring your hands under your feet, standing on the hands, rounding the back, or any other variation of this. And this one, just let your back round, your scapula protracts, the shoulder blades wide apart if you want. So any version of this, neck releases. And then just release the hands out, start to come down to your tail to sit on the mat. And uh, we're going to do a little balancing on the tailbone. So here, your pelvis can round back or it can extend forward. We want that extension where the, the low back is trying to arch. It's called an anterior pelvic tilt. And then you're on the pelvis balanced. And you can let your feet start to lift off the ground. You can hold the legs up with your hands to Navasana. Maybe the legs come to 90 degrees. Maybe the legs extend. But either way, just keeping the spine extended and lengthened as best you can anywhere along the way here. And release that down. And so and then we're, we're going to bring the arms under the legs here. So you bring that uh, left elbow inside uh, the calf and then the right elbow inside the right calf and balance here. Lifting your tail, <laughs> cross the ankles, yep. and try to move your heels towards your tail while you're pressing your hands forward like you're doing a handstand. Yeah, so this gets up into this upper shoulder, yeah. <laughs> so this is really tricky area to reach, so this is a good way to get in there. Well, this um, 
There's an arm balance where you're on your hands doing this with your legs called Bhuja Pidasana. Uh, but this would be like a half of that kind of. Yeah. So in Sanskrit would be Arda Bhuja Pidasana, half of that pose. And then release. Let your legs out. Let your hands behind you. We're going to contract the upper back area a little bit here. So point the toes, lift your hips. Shoulder blades move together as you straighten the legs, lift the hips, straighten the arms. And then your head can be in line with the spine. Or if you're feeling more open in your neck, you could let your head slowly with control drop back. If it feels any sensitivity there, just do less. And slowly with control, lower your hips down before you move your neck. And then let your neck move. Feet together, knees apart to Baddha Konasana. You can press onto your feet, any version of this. If this pose comes kind of easily to you, you can do the wide leg version. So legs straighten out. And again, find that extension in the spine to fold over the legs there. Then we'll come back up. Now, like eagle pose, you have your left knee bend and your right knee over the left knee. Now, if you do that and your right hip comes off the floor, just instead of doing that, just stack your shins so that you can get both uh, hips down the floor. But if you can have both hips stay down, you can have right knee over left knee. Right? And then we'll have the arms come up overhead Lengthen through the spine. Wrap your right arm around the back. Left hand reaches for the right hand. Keep a length in your spine here, lifting the heart, shoulder blades retracting. And very slowly with control, release that, gentle on the shoulders. And release the legs out. And then the left, no, uh, whichever side you didn't do before, I forgot now. Uh, so left legs on top, is that right? Yeah, left legs on top. And again, if your hips coming off the floor significantly, like a little bit's okay. Um, so you wanna feel this stretch on your outer left leg, which you will still feel if you just have your shin stacked uh, or even legs crossed if that feels better. But then we'll have the arms up. Left arm starts to crawl up the back. Right hand reaches down the back and extend the spine. And again, it's better to have the arms be further apart and lifting the heart than to try to reach the hands in rounding the back. 
and slowly release. Let your legs out. And this time, uh, knees bend, long spine, kind of like Navasana setup, like boat pose. Bring your belly towards your thighs and then your hands over your feet so the toes come towards the wrist. And then like you're pressing on a gas pedal, push your feet towards the floor, elevating the scapula up the back. Just getting in that spot that's under the shoulder blades and your back can, or your head can just kind of round, your whole back can round here. And if you feel like uh, you have a little more space to work with, you can have the legs start to straighten out and still do that. If you have really open hamstrings, you could do this with straight legs and still get into the upper back area. And we'll start to come back up. And we'll do one last thing here. Just have the knees bend, feet on the floor. And like Navasana, let your feet lift a little off the ground. And remember like that down dog we did earlier where we have the opposite arm to the, hand, to the foot. Grab your right foot with your left hand outside of the foot. And extend the leg up as you open your right arm out to the right. So your right shoulder blades contracting, your left shoulder blades stretching. And if you want a little more challenge, have your left leg lift like uh, off the floor with a straight left leg. Find extension in the spine here. So try to avoid the rounding in the back with this one. And let your right hand to the floor behind you. So taking some of that stress off the back to lift your heart a little bit more. Press through your right heel, long spine, and then just slowly release. So now knees bend, starting uh, on the tail. Right hand grabs outside of the left foot. Begin to extend the legs. You got that part right away. And then your left arm opens out to the left. So left shoulder blades retracting, right shoulder blades being protracted by the foot. Right leg starts to lift off the floor if you want a little more challenge here. Focus your gaze at a single point. Avoiding the rounding in the back here as best you can. And then backhand touches the floor. So lift through your front leg a little more. Your uh, left leg straightens out. And then let it lower down. Come down to your back, knees in, rocking side to side on the back. So I'll give you uh, three options for the upper back, depending on how you're feeling now. First option is to roll your blanket up like a long cylinder and just lay on that. More of a gentle uh, nurturing kind of back bend under the spine like we do a lot or you could use the the blocks into that supported back bend with the blocks or more precise more deeper you can use uh, the tennis ball under your shoulder blades and press in the different areas on the upper back All right so 
<laughs> it can be painful, yes. <laughs> It's right, so always listening to your body. You know what's best for you. And uh, this will be the last thing we do here for the last uh, two minutes or so before Shavasana. If you're using the tennis ball, maybe just finding a spot and holding on it or moving a little side to side in different spots. ready you come on to well you can stay where you're at if you want to for shavasana if you want to stay on a blanket or the blocks but setting up for a final resting pose when you're ready Scan your body for any obvious areas of tension that can soften here. All of the upper body and all of the lower body.
and start to move the hands and feet, arms and legs. And eventually, slowly make your way back up to sitting. close our practice with the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.